This ain't one of them times you can slide by what you say that you're gonna do. Put your money up, run that face, I'm just showing proof. You know the vibes, Hana. Ain't got no ways up in my guys. I clown in the day, gone in the mind, Yana. I've been on fire lately. Train my spirit, mind, and body daily. Victory is sweet, that's the science, baby. It's only like we represent from Tampa to Tally. And keep the pressure on these eyes, they call you lacking. Till you flapping on the canvas, I'm bombing you, weaving. Unleashing the fury on your face while the audience screaming. Hope they got great seats or the pay per view. Let's get the breakdown from JDJQ. You know the vibes. Boxing Vibes TV is in the building. It is your man JD, and we're coming to you with pod number 87. And I'm rocking with my man Q. What's happening, Q, man? Tell us what we have on the menu today for podcast number 87. Man, podcast 87, we got the Jake Paul after math for the big gun blast. Boom! You know what I'm saying? Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley, man. How y'all feel about that? We we, we won't dig into it, man. Is it knockout of the year? Is it cop out of the year? Then we got uh 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 we got uh Errol Spence versus you guys for the unification bout, man. Coming in the springtime, man. Like real deal, man. So how y'all feel about that? You know what I'm saying? And um, that's what we got, man. Check us out, rock with us, man. See what we talking about, man. Don't go nowhere. Uh-huh. That's what we got on the menu today with Podcast 87. So first, let's get into the pod quote of the day. You know we have to give the people the pod quote of the day. Run that. And it's coming, it's coming from none other than Errol, the truth, Spence. And as a lot of people have noticed that, he's been a lot more active on social media the past few days. And he had a post probably about three or four days ago. And the quote was very simple. And it goes as such. He simply said, social media people in the social media era, take your silence for weakness. And that is the quote from Errol Smith Jr. So of course, that is a shot at all the people claiming that, you know, he might be scared of Bud or where is Errol at? So that definitely was a sub at all the people who were talking about Errol Smith Jr. So, Shut up. But, We've been waiting to hear from him. Right, exactly. Everybody been, been waiting to hear a few words from him. I'm very happy that he's out, that he that he's speaking out, man. And I feel him. I feel him. I saw some also, brother, real quick. He said something to the effect of um I don't know if it was on Twitter or what 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 social platform, but he said two years I had two possibly career ending injuries. He said, right, But right. I'm still here. No, that's right, right after he signed the you guys fight. You know what I mean? Right. So he was he was just saying, you know. Just, just powering up. I'm still here. I'm here for a reason. So you know what I'm saying. Right. I like the energy I'm getting from Eric Spence right now, man. So I'm, re- I'm ready to see what what transpires, man. You know. So now we waiting to see what's gonna happen with Bud Crawford. What, what's next with him? Right. Most definitely. Most definitely, man. And all of y'all listening, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. So y'all already know. If you're down with the vibes, hit the notification bell and subscribe. And at this moment, let's kick this show off right. Topic number one, all right? With, let's get into the Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley showdown that just transpired last Saturday night. We now have a Jake Paul. People used to simply call him a YouTuber, but now this man stands 5-0 as a professional boxer. Now, although he may not have yet fought, a fighter with a real boxing background. Nevertheless, he is now 5-0 as a boxer with a absolute devastating 
KO of Tyron Woodley in the sixth round live here in Tampa. So, Q, tell me your initial thoughts, man, before, as we really start to get into it. What do you think of what you saw happen last Saturday night between Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley? Man, to be honest with your brother, you know, and you was in the building, man. Shout out to my man JD was in the building right. live all the way in live in full effect, man. But um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I really felt like one, I, I was excited to see that they was able to save the day and get a great opponent as Tyrone Woodley, you know what I'm saying, is mm -hmm. after after the uh Tommy Fury fight fell apart because of injury. So um you know, I was excited about the fight, and then you know, as I was watching it, man, I'm gonna keep it a buck, man. I it looked, it, it almost looked like an instant replay of the last fight. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I was, I was sort of, you know, I was a little tired. Had a lot going on. It wasn't anything with the fighters, but I was just tired, and I actually dozed off. Then I heard a cannon go off, like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> then like the Tampa, like the Tampa Bay Bucks after this score touchdown, hey, hey, boom! Like, I heard a right, damn right, cannon, right, man. Right, right. So, we, so we in the red zone. Man, I, 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 I woke, I, you know, it, it, I woke up and, it, you know, had to shake back real quick. And I'm like, what the hell going on? You know, you go looking around and I'm like, oh, shit. Then I saw Woodley on the ground, <laughs> like like he planking on his face. And I'm like, damn, is he is he alive? I mean, it was, it was reminiscent of, I ain't going to even stunt, man. Marquez Pacquiao, the overhand right, or either mm -hmm. Sergio, Mar Sergio Martinez, Paul Paul Williams. It was it was. Mm -hmm. One of those moments, man, I got chills, and I was like, "Damn, is he okay?" You know what I'm saying? And um, it it, it was a crazy, it was a crazy moment, and um, one of the moments you live for. You know what I'm saying? And and, and I'm also say in the aftermath, you know what I'm saying? In the aftermath of that, I saw some video that was a little, you know, it it was a little some something that you had to you know pay attention to a little bit because mm -hmm. it looked like. And, and the person that put a video out was just just showing that he was basically saying it was a rig fight. Long story short, mm -hmm. and you seen signals. It, it, what could be signals? What Jake Paul was, how he was positioning his glove, and then you see, <laughs> then you see uh, Whitley drop his guard. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And then they reset, and then they do it again, and then my man throw a, a very telegraph overhand right that that mm -hmm. lands flush. You know what I'm saying? Lands flush to the side of Tyrone Woodley's face. I mean, his head, and he just falls flat on his face. And my thing about that is, I I really feel like you know, in boxing, you never know. Boxing is have been said to be one of the most corrupt sports. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I I don't even disagree with that. Boxing is still my favorite sport, but it ain't a way to really know for sure. But what I will say is, if if it is fake, Tyrone Woodley deserve a damn Oscar because this man. <laughs> Was so hurt, and he was so like I, I really felt him. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. just his face and yeah. his whole momentum after the fight, and plus how he fell flat on his face. It, it's weird. You know what I'm saying? It's one of the things that we will never know. But um, right. I just feel like at the end of the day, man. Um, I love to see how the house was packed in Tampa. You know what I'm saying? I always love to see sports events, especially. I wish I could have been down there. I'm glad you made it, brother. You know what I'm saying? It mm -hmm. seemed like you had a very good time. But um, it was a very exciting fight, and I'm waiting to see what's next with with uh, Jake Paul because everybody read it. You know, a lot of people want to see him lose, and um, you know, everybody want to see him fight a real boxer. So that's that's the that's the next thing. Which would tell me what you saw, man. You was you was there. You was alive in full effect, man. So you, I would really love to know. How did it feel live? 
You know, I, I have to admit, man, that I was extremely impressed by the turnout that I saw at this Jake Paul fight. You know, a lot of people, you know, who are sitting back and watching him on TV, on YouTube, on Showtime, whatever channel you're watching him, it feels like, you know, he's kind of, you know, this YouTuber that's got a lot of clout and a lot of acclaim. But you're like, ah, dude is fake and phony. He ain't really bringing people out like that to really see him fight. Right. But I got to keep it 100, man. This dude packed out the house in Tampa, similar to what we saw transpire when he fought in Cleveland, Ohio. I can't lie, man, when I stepped, uh, walking up the steps to the arena, I mean, it was droves of people coming to see a Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley fight that, like you said, Tyron Woodley filled in as what, uh, a last-minute replacement with only no two doubt. weeks to prepare? Two weeks. Two weeks to prepare. So I, I was thoroughly impressed by how many people he brings to a match. And that goes to the point where, you know, we've heard a lot of people debate is Jake Paul and Logan Paul, are they good or bad for boxing? But I got to admit, man, from what I saw, they definitely are something that is good for boxing because of the platform and the eyes that they brought to the sport of boxing know from that. an entertainment standpoint. Um, now, when it gets to the real actual fight, I agree with you uh, a thousand percent as far as the way that fight was going, it really was a repeat of the first fight. Um, it was very dicey. I saw where, honestly, where Tyron Woodley could have arguably been up on the cards. Some people could have had it 3-2 Woodley, maybe possibly 2-3 uh, Jake Paul. Until, like you said, man, we ended up getting that cannon from right she came out of way, nowhere, bro. Right across the way, man, sounding just like what we hear when that man, Tom Brady, gets us in the red zone or ultimately scores a touchdown. It was a cannon out of nowhere with that overhand right by Jake Paul that left us all stunned, absolutely stunned in that building, man. I, I cannot hey. even begin to, to tell you what it was like watching his body face plant on that canvas. But, you know, nevertheless, it was an amazing victory. Um, I'm shocked because with a victory like that, I think now the fight literally went from Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley having kind of a boring fight. Like you said, I think there was a lot of hugging, a lot of grabbing, right. a lot of stuff that the fans didn't like and they booed a good bit. But it immediately turned from a so-so fight to something Im immediately that would go viral. And th that clip will probably be replayed for years and years to come. But uh, overall, man, I, I thought it was a, a good fight, man. And I, I think we'll, we'll see more from Jake Paul. But that brings me to another question about Jake well, Paul, though, man. Go, 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 go ahead right quick. Before you say that, man, I saw something today I got to ask about, man. I got to ask about, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to all my TikToks, my, all my TikTokers, people that... Watch TikTok and everything, you know what I'm saying? If you don't, you I don't I, know. I, 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 still, I still gotta get about that TikTok life. So man. listen, bro. I, I don't have no TikTok. This is for every this is for the fan that's in the TikTok and for anybody that was in the building, because it was another viral moment that happened that I saw. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And and I'ma just I'ma just try to because I'm pretty sure you've have you have heard this because this is something uh -huh. that it ain't too many people have been able to escape. You know what I'm saying? They had they had them damn I'm an island boy. I'm just trying to make it. They had them boys out there, man. Them boys were out there and got into a little a little scuffle, man. The little twins. I don't know. They say they're Cuban. They oh. from Palm Beach. Uh, they was oh. out there. 
Yeah, they yeah. look like a they look like a damn McDonald's French fries, super sized French fries. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, with, right. with face tax. I don't know, but either way, go. They was out there and they had a somebody threw a drink on them and it was all type of you know crazy stuff happened, man. And it was just and, like, and matter of fact, and matter of fact, bro, I, I actually saw. I didn't see uh, from my vantage point. I couldn't see what really caused the rift. Matter of there was right. there was some dudes who were and, and here. And here's a note to all our listeners out there, man. If you ever have floor seats. Or you are at a point where you're on, you're at baller stats. Do not engage with the people who are not on your level. Right. Because the way it transpired was they were arguing with some dudes who clearly didn't have floor seats, and they were up further up in the arena, and that's how everything got started. And then cops came, was trying to kick them out, all that. I don't. Know yeah, they, they got kicked out. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, they I, actually, I, I think. I think they actually uh it stopped the fight for a second because the two fighters, from what I read, the two fighters had to stop and see what the hell was going on because it was like that type of ruckus, you know, was going on. Pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a short little pause, but but overall, yeah, I, I did see I did see that little scuffle go down on the uh, on the floor uh, amidst the fight, man. But but with that, I gotta get into tell me what's next though, man. Tell me what is the plan for Jake Paul. As far as the next moves that he's gonna make up uh, for his career, is he actually gonna double back to say a Tommy Fury and take on a real boxer? Is it gonna be uh, a Nate Diaz who was at the fight? Uh, is it gonna be any other UFC fighter that you think he's gonna land? But w- tell me, man, what, what do you think is the next move for 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 Jake Paul? Let me tell you something, man. And what I have just, what I have just saw, and what, and what I, you know, what I think would be a move for him, I don't like it at all. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't even know. I just saw that he called out because see, it's a lot of fighters, a lot of criticism on him. Is he need to fight a real boxer, right? Right, right. You don't fight a real boxer, but at the same time, you want to get the notoriety, but you don't want the drama. You don't want, you don't want the real risk of getting getting smashed or, or you know what I'm saying, getting getting knocked out. You know. I'm like, who would be the person? Who would be the person? You know, that has just a world champion that has that has a claim that has done some things, but really is not there. Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. <laughs> and I, I saw that he actually called for him, and I saw that his management has been saying that that's that's somebody he's looking at seriously. You know, um, I didn't know at first how deep that was, but it actually right. has legs. But okay. the sky the limit with with, with uh. With Jake Paul is really all on, um, you know, because everybody gonna want to fight him. You know what I'm saying? Like right, right. When these pay per view numbers come out, that was that will show you a lot more because right. I mean, like I say, you do you do a million and a half, you doing a million pay per views. I'm, I'm sure Conor McGregor probably want to get off the couch. You know what I'm right. saying? Conor mm-hmm. McGregor because I'm sure he's ready to get active, and I, I think he said something after the fight. I think he even got on Twitter or something, and, and, and he might have blasted. Uh, Woodley, because a lot of people are mad at Woodley for now. And it's it's not even about it's about it's more about Jake Paul. They want to see him lose, I feel. Right, you know right, it ain't right. about Woodley. It's people yeah. that's coming out, you know, even Le'Veon Bell, you know, it ain't like I say, it ain't even about the opposition, but it's about the fact that he won again. And you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are very upset about it. Um, so the sky the limit, but I believe I I believe he'd rather have Chavez Jr. than Tommy Fury because of what he's done. If we're gonna talk about a boxer, um right. Because of what he's done, even though you know, I feel like his best moment is the, the like the 11, 12 round of the Sergio Martinez fight. Outside of that, you know what I'm saying? I ain't really been impressed 
you know, he, you know, he had Sergio Martinez stunned where he could have won a fight, which is Sergio Martinez is an amazing talent. But um, he had a subpar, you know. You know, remember right, we were there right. for the Canelo, the fight right. with him and Canelo. We was in Vegas for it, and you know, it just he's been in high positions. And his father, you know, he never lived up to his father's name. But at the same time, that was silence a lot of people that saying he hasn't fought a real a real boxer. You know what I'm saying? So right, right. That you know, yeah. I feel like that will be that will be if as far as the boxer go, I'll probably put him up there. And then as far as a UFC fight, I feel like any, any of them top guys, man, Conor McGregor would be number one though. You know what I'm saying? If mm -hmm. I feel like the pay per view numbers had to do a, a certain amount before Conor McGregor comes out and, and you know and and want to want to scrap with uh with Jake Paul, he want to make him earn it. Right, I, I think most definitely, man. I, I I personally don't think that he's gonna fight a real fighter anytime soon. Uh, now I do think the 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 Chavez even, Jr. even Chavez Jr. You don't think nah, you're fighting I, I, either? I, 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 don't, I don't even think he'll fight Chavez Jr. And I'm gonna tell you why I don't think he'll fight Chavez Jr. Because even Chavez Jr. has an extensive enough background that he's not that talented of a fighter, but I think Chavez Jr. could still out condition. Really? Right? Really? Because, because a lot of people forget. Because a lot of people forget. In the first Tyron Woodley fight, people forget part of why the fight was so close is Jake Paul was gassed after about round four. And, and, and like you said, and like you said, the one crowning moment that Chavez Jr. has is going the whole fight, getting outboxed by uh, Sergio Martinez, and suddenly in the 12th round after a long crazy. fight, flooring Sergio Martinez. And so I think at the end of the day, while Chavez Jr. isn't really that great of a boxer, I still think that he has enough of a Mexican pedigree. <laughs> he has enough of a Mexican pedigree that he would get up enough to where he wouldn't get beat by a Jake Paul. Now, I will say what I do think that Jake Paul is going to do, I personally think that Jake Paul is going to target some of these uh, UFC MMA uh, fighters, if they're willing to get in the ring. Of course, as you stated, the number one name of all names would be Mr. Proper 12 himself, Conor McGregor. If, if he's willing to get off the couch and put the whiskey business aside just for a minute and come over here to the States for a mega fight, that would do absolute buku numbers like for, for, for Jake Paul and Conor McGregor. Now, Nate Diaz was at the fight. Uh, you also have, uh, what's that, Masvidal? George, George Masvidal or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, he was at the fight. Um, not to mention you got plenty of people like Adam Pacman Jones calling him out. You got uh, Le'Veon Bell calling him out. You have all types of athletes heard, who want to get in the ring with Anderson Silva is another name that, that is, is in the mix that I, that I just saw. Right, right, right. Which now, would be now, bigger now, than... Exactly. Now, but that's who just Silva, beat uh he just beat uh Chavez Jr. in a fight, and also and, 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 exactly. Also, Chavez Jr. actually fought the same night as um as Jake Paul did. He actually had a fight the same night, and he won. I think a unanimous decision. I think it was in Mexico. But and, um, and, and, and to your point, right quick about Anderson Silva, that's a fight. Jake Paul's not gonna make that fight. He ain't gonna make that fight because Anderson Silver, bro. Oh, he got hands. Oh, he got hands. He got, he hands. got hands, and he could even at his advanced age. What's he about? 
Forty? I, I forget how he's old Anderson Silva is. Man, I almost want to say forty six, but I'm not sure if yeah, he's that old. I know he's in his forties, but he's an excellent, excellent athlete. But I will say, outside of that, though, there was another fight. Let, let's touch on the other one of the other fights that a lot of people would say was an exhibition that a lot of people wanted to see. And for years, we've heard a lot about who's tougher: is it NBA players or is it NFL players? Is it uh, is it linebackers over power forwards? You name it, they've gone back and forth about who's tougher. And we ended up getting the all-pro NBA player, Darren Williams, going up against the all-pro running back, Frank Gore. Now, tell me your thoughts on how you saw that fight transpire between those two novices in the boxing ring uh, getting it on for, I believe, both of their first times. Man, I think I think it was it was I liked it. You know, I I liked it. And man, shout out to both of them guys, man. They are both they are both amazing and they both are very underrated in their craft. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I didn't even know Frank Gore, like he he was like I think he like seven hundred uh seven hundred yards rushing behind Walter Payton. I think it's Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, and mm -hmm. then him, you know what I'm saying? And I think you know they was actually asking, trying to get him to come back to 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 play, where he but he was like he wouldn't have got enough touch to even because it would it, it would be more about him trying to catch Walter Payton and he won't get enough touches you know at his, at his advanced age in his career, but um and Darren Williams man amazing amazing talent amazing point guard I feel like he was very underrated but um in the ring man as they lined this thing up. I actually had, I actually was pulling for Frank Gore just because he spent a lot of time in Florida. You know what I'm saying? You know he was at the U, which is mm -hmm. which is when I I'm a Florida State fan, one of my uh, one of our arch nemesis teams. But still, it's still that Florida love that he was down here and he had an amazing career at San Francisco. I think he played at he might have played at the Colts. I'm not sure he played the Colts, but either way it go, played a very long career in the NFL. So I you know I was pulling for him and, and he actually had a 10 year span of training and boxing for what from what I understand. But um it as the thing transpired in the ring, all that was out the window, man. Right, um, right. I, I yeah. feel like uh he got gassed early, you know what I'm saying? And um I feel like I feel like uh Darren Williams was too long and he was too strong for him. And you know what I'm saying? I feel like he had the better conditioning and um <laughs> He, he he had more dog in him. I just feel like he he had the right mindset. You know what I'm saying? Because Frank Gore, Frank Gore, you know, he was sort of looking at the refs and he was sort of dumbfounded by how things happened inside the ring. And um, I think Darren Williams was ready for whatever, playing A, B, and C. You know what I'm saying? And they both they both had their moments. Frank mm -hmm. Gore caught him and, and, and wobbled him, you know, could have dropped him. And Darren Williams like to throw him all the way outside the damn ring into the press to the press row. Um, right. But um, I just feel like it, it was it was a, it was a uh, it was a good match, and I just feel like they both uh, you know, they both might need to sit down and chill and just uh, look look um, spend time with their family, and um, you know, I think Frank Gore really really want he really wants to get back in there. Though. I don't looking at looking at the post fight press conference, he was very. He was agitated. He he was still trying to put it all together. You know, I, I really feel like he thought he was gonna go in there and mob mob my man. And um mm -hmm. it didn't go that way. And um, you know, I just feel like 
You, man, really, I, you really should just uh just fall back, man. But what it, you think about it, man? Tell man, me what no, you think. I, I think I think overall it, it was it was a great fight for what it was. I I, I salute uh Darren Williams and, and and even he mentioned this in the post fight uh conference uh, or the post fight ring interview when immediately after the fight he talked about you know how a lot of people will talk trash, but a lot of people aren't willing to put their neck on the line. And really go out there and do what him and Frank Gore did on pay-per-view in front of so many people with the possibility that you might get cracked and knocked out in front of everybody. So, you know, I really salute both of them for, um, you know, testing their limits of their physical capabilities. I think with Frank Gore, what you saw was somebody who simply just got gas so quick. That's one thing about the sport of boxing. The sport of boxing does not care how much muscle mass you have. A lot of times, a lot of fighters will argue that the more muscle mass you have, the quicker you get gassed out and the less that you have ample conditioning when it gets to the end of a fight. So I think we saw that happen with Frank Gore, but I think Frank Gore probably sees where he could improve upon that and maybe change it, which is why after the fight, like you said, Q, he was sitting there talking about possibly um, wanting to get back in the ring and do it again. Meanwhile, Darren Williams even though he looked like he had a little bit more conditioning than Frank Gore, I think it was such a rigorous fight that even pushed him to the limit that, what was his quote, man, after the fight, man? He said he going to go sit his old ass down, man. He let, said, the, let the real professionals do this. He said he going to let the real, the real professionals do this because no the one thing about the sport of boxing that differs from uh, the NBA and the NFL is that it is a high-intensity full body conditioning sport you literally are moving your whole body for three minutes at a time it's not a sprint and stop like what you might have in basketball and it's not a sprint and stop like you have in football running a play and then waiting for a 40 second um or 35 40 45 second a uh, running clock before the next play so overall though man i think it was an exciting fight man I i'm happy that we got to see something entertaining like that and again, shout out to Jake Paul and them for adding that to the ticket. Because again, no man, if you could have been there, the fans were on their feet, bruh, for that fight. They were actually standing up watching Darren Williams and Frank Gore go at it. So, so it was dope. a real dope moment to see both of them come out of there unscathed and come out of there okay after doing that. Now, I after we done uh, covered all of that, man, now let's tap into some real boxing right let's talk a little bit about arguably one of the top five pound for pound fighters who has dealt with a couple of events of adversity over the past couple of years uh everybody's heard about the horrific accident where he was uh ejected from his car flipped over had to rehab get himself back together and then everybody has heard about a uh unfortunate uh retina injury that absolutely had to devastate him in having him miss out on the Manny Pacquiao money. My God. But let's talk about Errol, the true Spence, and how it is now sounding like it is confirmed that the WBA has backed off of their round-robin tournament that they were about to force, force your Dennis Ugas to get into. And it sounds like now they're going to give the okay for Ugas and Spence to go ahead and go at it in the spring. So now that they finally made that fight, 
it's going to be extremely interesting to see how that fight goes. But tell me, man, what do you expect to see from that fight now that all signs point to Errol Spence versus Ugas in the spring? Man, uh, I'm turned up by that fight, honestly, man. I really want to see that fight. Um, if it was any fight outside of Bud Crawford, I want to see you, Ugas, especially after being being in the building to see Pacquiao, you know what I'm saying, to see, to see my favorite fighter, Pacquiao, right. and Ugas, with Ugas being a fill-in fighter for Errol Spence after the injury. You know, and it was similar situation like Jake Paul and um, Tyrone Woodley. It was two weeks, you know, remember we we had we mm -hmm. was hooked and booked for everything, right? Tickets, flights, everything, mm -hmm. hotel, and um, right. you know, um, still that went out there and check. Oh man, crazy! And it was a great fight, you know. It mm -hmm. definitely ain't what I came to see. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it was an amazing fight, and um, uh, I gotta put some respect on Uga's name, even though Pacquiao got old in the ring, mm -hmm. far as his legs now, because his heart was there. But he just Ugas fought an amazing fight. Pacquiao landed some landed some punches. Uga Ugas got a chin. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So that's one thing that's that's, that's gonna make me because I feel like he's durable. Um and um I'm 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 very anxious to see because he's he, and he's a strong fighter, you know. And right. he has he has some some pretty good intangibles. You know what I'm saying? He's a great kind of puncher, he, you know, the strength. Cause I feel like he's the bigger than Errol Spence and he's about as strong as Errol Spence. So mm -hmm. it'll be interesting because Spence is usually the bigger, stronger man. So um I'll be I'll be um very I'll be at the at the edge of my seat seeing how that plays out, especially with Errol Spence coming off coming off the uh the, the retina injury. You right. know what I'm saying? Jumping right into this is a dangerous fight for Errol Spence. Straight up. This fight could this fight could could definitely be, you know, just like he just like he uh, messed up the church money with the Pacquiao fight. You know what I'm saying? This, right. this fight can definitely be put through a monkey wrench in um the the, the Bud Crawford uh, showdown, man. Seriously, you know, you know, a lot of people might not yeah. give um you you guys that 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 uh type of credit or credibility, but I just feel like um do not sleep on Ugas. Don't do yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting fight, and um I'm here for it. What you yeah. think, brother? I think I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. I think this is a, a heck of a fight for Errol Spence to take on, especially after uh, this retina injury. Now, what I'm a little bit worried about when it comes to Errol Spence Jr. is at a certain point, man, nobody's body can live up to so many tragic things happening to it. Um, you still have a fighter who even will talk about you know, trying to still get itself back to 100% from getting thrown from a car and rolling over the ground. You know what I mean? So he still was trying to get himself back to 100% from that. And then now you couple that with suddenly you had to pull out of a fight due to a retina injury. And, that, and let's talk about how critical something like a retina injury is when we're talking about sparring and we're talking about fighting overall. I right now... I really have to see Errol Spence Jr. really be able to get into a ring and sustain a, a certain amount of, of real fighting, trading punches before I really trust him again. Because right now, just think about when's the last time that we really have heard of any fighter ending up having to pull out due to a retina injury. Like, we probably can't really think of anything in recent memory of that kind of delicate injury happening to a fighter. So who knows when the injury happened? Who knows how long maybe his eyes been bothering him? But I think he's got a lot to prove as far as 
how healthy he is again. And I think he'll have the opportunity to prove that with uh, your Dennis Ugas. Now, where I am worried is Ugas showed in the Pacquiao fight that he definitely has a lot of boxing skill. Um, a lot of people also forget that Ugas did look pretty decent against Sean Porter as well. A lot of people that. don't understand that, that that Ugas versus Porter fight, it, it did not have Sean Porter looking too great. So it's uh, it's at a point now where I know with Ugas getting the, the victory over Manny Pacquiao, he's gotten a little bit of notoriety. But I think this next fight against Errol Spence Jr. is a fight where Ugas has an opportunity to really take a step even further. Because right now, I feel like a lot of people are saying that um, that Pacquiao was washed up, Pacquiao was old, he was already on the way out, and Ugas got him right for the picking at the right time. So now he gets an opportunity to put all those doubters to bed by coming out with Errol Spence. And I'll be honest, man, I always say this about boxing. Sometimes when you're the B-side in certain fights, you don't even have to go in the fight and actually win in order to actually win. No doubt. If that makes sense. So that make a lot of sense. Right. He can go into the ring and he can actually do pretty well, maybe even make it a dicey decision for Spence. And at the end of the day, everybody will walk out of that uh out of that fight saying, wait a minute, we got a whole nother level of respect for Ugas, which can also help uh bolster his career. So I I think it's a dicey fight for Errol Spence, man. I, I I'm excited to see it, man, just like you are. Hopefully, if it's in the spring, maybe April, May, we could jet set to Las Vegas and be there to possibly take part in it. No but I got to say, with that fight being made, right, with that fight being made, it now brings all eyes to Terrence Bud Crawford, the other top five pound-for-pound welterweight in the game. And I know we'll get into it at some point. Um in the future, but it's going to be interesting, man, to see exactly who Bud ends up fighting now as they look to kind of set up a fight with somebody now that Spence is occupied. And at least for the moment, it puts to bed the whole Earl Spence versus Terrence Bud Crawford fight for now. But but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that shakes out in the future with who Bud is going to choose. But now let's get into one of our more rapid fire segments and this is connector with all right now first connector with man we at the jake paul fight we had a queen of boxing we had a queen of boxing who hails from the island of puerto rico and that is none other than mrs amanda serrano she put on a spectacular performance uh it was a great fight to witness it was great to see her have that platform and here is the connector with my brother Q. Connector with Amanda Serrano is finally getting her flowers from the boxing community as a queen of boxing. It's a it's a connect, but it's an early connect because it's still mm -hmm. early, but it's connecting. Right. You dig? That makes sense to you. Um, right. She's getting her flowers more than she ever has. And um, it's only gonna get bigger from here because everybody watching and also her performance she put on, um, the, I, don't, I can't remember the young lady's name she fought, but she was very durable because Amanda Serrano hit her with all type of bricks and mm -hmm. boulders, you know what I'm saying? She brought, I think her nose had to be broke, man. 
I mean, mm-hmm. you see the before and after picture of her. She, it was it was bad, you know. And um, the young lady, the young lady withstood and and made all the way to to a, a decision. Um, and, and this, I think this fight was the fight. Um, the next fight will probably be Katie Taylor, man. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, Katie Taylor. Wait. She had a fight like I think the weekend before, and I think yeah, she might have yeah, been she tested. Did. She yeah, might have had yeah. a, a tougher, a tougher go. And um, Amanda Serrano looked amazing. She looked flawless. Um, just her, 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 her. She lands at a high, at a very high percentage, and she, she, she dropped bombs. You know what I'm saying? Right. She has a lot of power, and she has a lot of precision. That's a very dangerous. Um, you know, I think um, Katie Taylor would be. The bigger, the bigger, you know, right. Amanda Serrano will be coming up, but um, right. she's definitely getting it, man. That's definitely connecting. Um, yeah. and, and I'm gonna shout out to to Jake Paul for this because, you know, his platform, man. I can't, we can't knock his star power. And what right. I do like about him, even though I, I don't care too much about the YouTube thing invading the boxing space, but what I will say is, he's putting some boxers in some great positions to to right. get more notoriety and so that's that's good for the sport you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i i, I agree man and for me it's gonna be a connect as well man I, I think that finally she's starting to get to a point where she's getting the notoriety that she deserves to keep it 100 man she should already have notoriety at this point she's a seven division champion that so crazy. so at this point in the boxing world, everybody should know her name. Even furthermore, because of the amazing feat that she's done, going up from such a low weight to where she is now, and I, I, I agree with you, man, wholeheartedly. I actually like the Jake Paul signing. I love the fact that she signed with the most valuable promotions with Jake Paul. Uh, right now, when it comes to women's boxing, I gotta tip my cap and I gotta salute to Eddie Hearn and the Zone. Because he has definitely invested a lot of money in women's boxing over there in the UK and on the zone. And I will give a shout out to Top Rank. They have Michaela Mayer, who she's definitely uh, getting promoted. She's getting promoted. So I love that, that she's got some visibility. But then that brings us to Amanda Serrano. You know, and Amanda Serrano is definitely, I feel like, along with Jake Paul, getting a bigger platform, especially on Showtime. And, but I can't, I gotta speak on right quick, our girl Clarissa Shields, the quote. The quote? Because of course we all heard when they asked her about, would she ever be on the undercard of Jake Paul? And (laughs) she talked about how she never would be. And I think, man, I would love to see a Clarissa Shields get with somebody who could really get her that level of notoriety. Because no she's, she's another woman's fighter who's a queen of this sport that I think like Amanda Serrano, she deserves that notoriety, but I think she's got to align herself with the right people to give her that platform. But nevertheless, hopefully that happens. But for Amanda Serrano, man, I'm going to keep it real, man. I think she's finally at a point where she's about to really get those flowers even more and she's starting to get them. She's in the consolidation period where it's about to go crazy real soon. Exactly, because imagine, man, if that Katie Taylor fight happens. If that happens, man, it's going to go crazy. And even Clarissa, even Clarissa Shields, uh, she, she, I saw something today on Twitter where she said, uh, she agreed that's the biggest fight in women's boxing. And it ain't no way around. Uh, And her and and Amanda Serrano are super tight. That's that's her girl, you know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, but um, hey, hey man, well, one more thing about Amanda Serrano, man. This is some 
you know, I've seen, and uh, let me know if you heard anything about this. This is just the level of dedication she is to boxing, to, to, to be a boxer, right? It's saying she never even had a boyfriend. Like, she's so dedicated to her craft. <laughs> really? She haven't even had a boyfriend, bro. That is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Hey, she 30, ain't she like 30 some years old? Oh, yeah, she okay, yeah, yeah. She, she, definitely, she definitely in her 30s. That's bro. pretty I, deep, I, I, man. I, I, and I, that, that would explain a lot, man. That level of dedication. You know what I'm saying? Seven weight division. If, if that's true, you know, I don't know what, what's going on behind closer. And, 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 you know, and, um, and, and that, that's dope if that is true, man. But, I mean, they do say that about a lot of the greats, man, that sometimes it takes a level of sacrifice and dedication, man. AC Green, baby. Night, you know what you I mean? Remember AC Green? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, hey, man, and with that being said, man, let's get into this second connector with, man. So, we saw one better be fight was it Marcus Brown? I believe it was. Marcus Brown, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago. And we had one Andre Ward, who's a commentator for ESPN, you know, talk a little bit about how uh, Better Be didn't look so great and that he might possibly be right for the picking for one Saul Canelo Alvarez. So a lot of people felt like they really would love to see a Better Be versus a Canelo fight. It don't feel like it would quite be a cherry picking uh, type of fight. But according to what Andre Ward said, he disagrees. He feels like better be even slacking a little bit and it might quite possibly be that kind of fight. So connected with you, Andre Ward was hating when he said that better be would possibly be a cherry pick for Canelo. I felt like it was a little shade thrown. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I feel like it's it's a slight connect with a little hate, <laughs> with a little sense of even though he he never said Canelo's name, but we all know who he was. Let me talk right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I just felt like it's 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 almost impossible to say better be even cherry pick at the same in the same sentence. The man right. had 17 fights, 17 knockouts. You know what I'm saying? This man was bloody. Hey, hey, man, hey, man hey, might have lost hey, a whole hey, needle hey, of blood. Hey, I'm not great at math, but correct me, dog. Ain't that a hundred percent? He kept he keeping it a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> he keeping it a hundred. He did. Yeah. And, and the thing about it, man, better be better be was bleeding all over the place, man. It was crazy. Uh-huh. It was like instantly after the head the heads clashed, both of them had blood all over them. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he he put the pedal to the metal, man. And you know, and my man, um, uh, Marcus Brown, mm. he you know he's the same one that um, Badu Jack. Had the craziest, one of the craziest cuts in the history of boxing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He had, a, you know, uh, um, I think Brian won that fight. He lost, he lost wow. to Pascal. He lost to Pascal, mm-hmm. but Badu Jack, that's who, that's remember that big old gash? Right. Like it might have took 40,000 stitches, man, to cover that thing mm-hmm. up, man. But um, either way it go, I mean, he fought through that. And, and, and one thing about Brian, Brian has good skills, man, good jab. He has good movement. Um, I think he might have won like the first two rounds. At the end of the day, Good power, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he was, he, he, you know, so he had, so my man um had to go through some adversity. Better be had to go through some adversity in this fight. And I mean, he put his stamp on him, man. That was a big win. That was a big win for him. And also, well, what I would say lastly is that just because, just because one fighter that with a whole nother style, that's a southpaw, that's, that's a whole nother, you know, that throws a jab, like what they got to do with Canelo? You know what I'm saying? Right, right, they right. Don't mean, it's not even the same fight. It's not even the same style of fighter. So, mm-hmm. 
Just because one fighter look one way, you know, Underwood knows this. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't trying yeah. to act like I got any type of level of knowledge above Andre Ward. I'm just saying, you know, just in boxing, what happened with one fight don't mean it's gonna happen with another fight with a whole other style. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was it was a little salt. It was a little hate. Yeah, yeah. I'ma I, I say. I'm gonna say on this one, man. I mean, him making that statement, I, I think also was it was a little bit of salt. I'm gonna say it's a connect. Um, I think so at the end of the day, Andre Ward knows that styles make fights, and at the end of the day, uh, a a better beef would be what Triple G was to Canelo Alvarez, and that is a strong fighter who's willing to come forward. Right now, uh, Canelo Alvarez has been on a streak of fighters that kind of want to box, maybe engage a little bit. But he's really been going through fighters that he could just simply walk down, apply his pressure to, and just get out of there. Meanwhile, you have somebody like a better beef. I don't care how he looked in his last fight. At the end of the day, 17 and no with 17 KOs. The brother is legit. And at the end of the day, he is a fighter that will go straight forward towards uh, Canelo Alvarez. And Canelo Alvarez is going to feel that pressure. And from what we've seen from Canelo Alvarez in recent fights, he hasn't even been trying to box. He hasn't even been trying to box. He's been sitting there and just leaning all on power shots. And I think when he goes up against a better beef or even possibly goes up against a Benavidez, if that will happen at some point, I think we will see a different Canelo who will actually have to use a jab for once no and not doubt. be able to walk down a fighter. So, no doubt. Uh, so I, I still think, regardless of how better be looked in this last fight, I think uh, it's still an amazing fight that all boxing fans want to see. Right now, for me, that probably might be my two, uh, right now, of viable opponents that I'd like to see Canelo fight, regardless of how he looked. But with that being said, man, let's get into our very last connect or whip of the pod. So everybody likes to give out these uh, pay-per-view numbers. You know, a lot of different uh, uh, companies, ESPN, Showtime, um, you know, they, they they trickle out their pay-per-view numbers. Who knows what's true or not, but they give a, an approximation of, of, of pay-per-view numbers. And so right now, it was said that Terrence Bud Crawford's recent fight uh, outdid uh, his fight with Sean Porter outdid the Javante Tank Davis pay-per-view fight. And as you know, uh, PBC is doing a lot at all costs to keep Javante a pay-per-view fighter and make him even a pay-per-view star. But a lot of people are lamenting only the fact that he isn't quite stepping up with big names on pay-per-view and really fighting certain fighters that might bring a little bit more cachet to the ring. So tell me this, man. Here's the connector with for this one for the great Javante Tank Davis. You agree with how slow and calculated PBC is bringing him along as a pay-per-view fighter. That's a whiff. Because I feel like this this legal bank robbery thing that they that that Floyd Mayweather <laughs> like to talk about, boy, you like you that last fight? It, it was a little dicey. It was a little close. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh -huh. at the end of the day, and it didn't even produce. That would have been a triple L. You know what I'm saying? Right, and, right. You know that decision would have went the other way. You understand? Tank Tank had a uh, broke hand or whatever happened. But end of the day, man, um, I I don't really know what what they're trying to do, man, but. It's a whiff because I just feel like he could have fought Ryan Garcia, man, and that probably would have done a million pay-per-views. 
right. what I'm saying? He he could have mm-hmm. fought. I just I I just I just say at the minimum Ryan Garcia. You could have fought him. You know what I'm saying? Devin Haney. I feel like if you would have done numbers fight any of the top guys. Mm-hmm. So it's a whiff for me, man. Yeah, I'm I'm not going front, man. I'm one of uh, the biggest Javante Tank Davis fans out there, man. In the lightweight division, he probably is my favorite fighter. Who I think I'm not. Again, I always say, man, I don't know that Javante will stay undefeated, but I always say he will be in an exciting fight. But with that being said, man, I agree with you on this one, bro. I'm gonna say that it's a whiff. I do believe if they are gonna really make him a pay per view star that at some point you do have to give people somebody more than an Isak Cruz. I know that they didn't want to blow the bag because of what happened with Roley Romero, but part of why those numbers are so low is nobody knew who Isak Cruz was. And at the end of the day, while Javante Tate Davis is an excellent fighter and a lot of people know his name, he doesn't quite hold that Mike Tyson back in the 90s kind of cachet just yet where you could just put them up against nobodies and everybody's still going to buy the fight to see some automatic knockout because Mike Tyson was a heavyweight. At the end One. of the day, they do have to remember that Javante Tank Davis, while he's a spectacular puncher, he's a lightweight fighter. And so you're not going to be able to put a lightweight fighter in there against any no-name and always see pay-per-view numbers happen. So I, it's a, it's, it's, I, I think they got to step up the name recognition with these pay-per-view fights. And that, that's that's what I'd like to see out of pay-per-view uh, coming up in the future, man. But outside of that, man, it, it's been great boxing as of late. Uh, we got more coming with y'all for y'all next week. I hope y'all have a, a, a good Christmas this weekend, man. Be what safe. you got for them, Q, man, as we wrap up the pod? Yeah, man, I just want everybody to be safe, man. Have a have a Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, you know what I'm saying? Whatever what it whether whatever it is you got, man, you know what I'm saying? Ramadan. I want everybody to be safe, man. Hug your loved ones, man. Ain't nothing promised you did. And um, man, rock with us there with his beard with his box of vibe TV, man. We here for y'all. You know what I'm talking about? We ain't going nowhere, player. So JD, uh-huh. what you got, baby? You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna sign sign off, man. If you ain't hit the like button already, man, smash that like button. Uh huh. And you already know, man. Y'all down with the vibes? Hit the notification bell and subscribe. Ditto everything Q said, man. Y'all keep y'all stay safe. Y'all stay healthy. Uh, do what you got to do, man, to protect you and your loved ones. At the end of the day, man, we thank y'all for listening. Y'all can stream us on every platform. Every platform, baby. Stitcher, you name it. Of course, we'll be coming to you on YouTube with our clips. But at the end of the day. This is Box of Vibes TV. Until next week, man, we out.